What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for joining in today to listen to Jim Timmit. I am your host, Dominic Taylor. Uh, each episode, we have grown a little bit more, and it's all because of your support. You guys are all so wonderful. In fact, um, my Instagram recently hit some 700 followers, so thank you so much for that. If you want to find more content, you can actually look over there um, at Mad Titans Fit on Instagram. Um, you could follow me more for content, or you could uh, join my emailing list to stay in touch. Um, so two weeks ago, our episode, our like last episode on weight loss, we talked a little bit about the hierarchy of needs for weight loss, um, and at the very bottom, we had the calorie deficit. What I think we're going to do with that series going forward for the next couple episodes is we're going to break down each one of the uh, the ranks in the hierarchy of needs. If you haven't listened to that episode already, you should definitely check it out. I think that it helps um, set you on a good path of what you need to focus on first and why um, in order to see weight loss. Uh, but today's episode, we're going to be talking about the calorie deficit. Um, we're going to be talking about what a calorie deficit is. We'll talk about why it's important how to uh, calculate your deficit, how big of a deficit you should be in, uh, tracking versus non-tracking, tips, as well as things that you can expect while you're in a calorie deficit. All right, so to get started, let's talk about what a calorie deficit is. A calorie is a unit of measurement used to measure the energy used or consumed. Um, what determines your TDEE, or your total daily energy expenditure, which is how many calories you burn in a day, if you can hear that truck outside, I'm so sorry. I'm feeling a little anxious, so I decided not to record this episode in my closet, but actually in my living room. Um, <laughs> hopefully the audio is not too bad. But yeah, what determines your um, how many calories you're burning in a day will be things like your height, your weight, your sex, activity level, and um, how much muscle you have. As you can tell, most of those things aren't things that you can uh, change. They're kind of like fixed um, numbers. The one thing that is malleable is going to be your activity level. Um, in order to be in a calorie deficit, you could either be more active or you can consume less calories um, in order to be in that deficit. So why is it important that we're in a deficit? Well, if you take in the same amount of calories or the same amount of energy as you're using a day, you're going to maintain the weight that you're at if you're eating more calories than your body burns, then you're gonna be in a surplus. So you'll put on weight, you'll store that extra, those, that extra energy um, for a rainy day. <laughs> and those rainy days are when you are eating less calories than your body's using. That's going to be a deficit and that's what's gonna cause weight loss. And that's a little bit like a simplified explanation, uh, explanation on um, how maintenance um, surplus and deficit work. Uh, but it's a good enough explanation that you'll see um, like some results. Calories are definitely not all that matter for weight loss. Um, but if you're seeing weight loss, then you're going to be in a calorie deficit. There are going to be things that contribute to um, a successful deficit um, and makes it easier to sustain. So it's not just that you're in a calorie deficit. There's things that are going to make it like a lot easier to be in that calorie deficit. That's kind of what I want to go over today in the episode. So how do you calculate how many calories you're burning into today, in the day? There are tons of online calculators. If you want to know which one works, go out there, find one, and try it out. All right, so you need to try it. It's all of them are going to be just estimates. None of them is going to give you a exact number. 
Um, and you need to give it time enough to see if that is um, actually yielding the results you're looking for, right? You can't just be like, I've been in a deficit for a day, I haven't lost 20 pounds, therefore calorie deficits don't work. Give it a little bit of time. The two that I like to use are tdeecalculator.net as well as myplate.gov. MyPlate actually gives a lot of great information as far as not just your calories, but also things like um, how much like protein or how much um, fruit or vegetables you should be incorporating into your diet, which I think can be very helpful for it, you if you're beginning or even if you're like someone who are more experienced and want to just dial in your nutrition a little bit more. If you're going to use a uh, calorie calculator from a calorie tracking app, I will say I tend to see um, lower estimates when it comes to the app because they want to make sure that you're in that deficit so it looks good on their part. You got to love the fitness industry. <laughs> so maybe if you're using a calorie tracking app, use one of the online calculators and then just input that number that you get from the online calculator into the app as your goal instead of using the app's goal that it gives you. So you wanna track your calories consumed um, and your weight for like a week or two weeks to see if there is a difference. Um, if there's not, then just bump down your calories a little bit more. Um, but either way, make sure that you're giving it some time to work and that you're not just like expecting results at a faster pace than you're actually gonna be getting them. Um, so how big of a deficit should you be in? Before we get into numbers, uh, let's talk about minimum effective value as well as the point of diminishing returns. So what's going to determine how big of a deficit you should be in? I think you should be in a big enough deficit that you're seeing results, of course. So that's that minimum effective value, the smallest amount uh, to see results. Um, but you shouldn't be in such a big de deficit that you are not getting as much like you're, you're, you've reached that point of diminishing returns. Um, you like once you are in a big enough deficit, it'll actually work against you. It's going to be harder to sustain. Um, you're going to see uh, it's going to affect your health negatively. The, the benefits aren't going to match the um, dang. I can't talk to <laughs> the benefits. The risk reward ratio is 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 trash. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know why I can't talk today. Um, but yeah, give, I like to give myself a range to work with. And that range is about like 300 calories to 500 calories under your, your maintenance level. Hopefully that kind of made up for that little word vomit that I had just there. So um, tracking your calories isn't the same as being in a calorie deficit. Um, there are benefits to tracking your calories though. I think that one of the biggest benefits is that it's objective. It's going to tell you accurately how many calories you're actually consuming in a day. You're not just saying I'm in a calorie deficit when you actually have no idea. I think it can also provide some accountability. Um, it can be, you're not gonna overeat as much when you see how much you're actually eating on paper. It can be like kind of eye-opening to actually have an understanding of like just how much you're, you're really eating on a, a, a consistent basis. Um, and it can also show you that you can have more freedom to eat the things that you like to eat and still see the results that you want to see or live the lifestyle that you want to live. Um, I don't think that tracking calories has to be restrictive. I think it, it can definitely, like, if you see just 
how if you if you see the numbers you can start to work in where you can have foods that you enjoy opposed to just like oh no i can't have that because it has x amount of calories in it um, with that being said tracking calories isn't for everyone uh, if you are someone who already has a poor relationship with food uh, tracking calories probably isn't going to be something that you want to do if you're someone who has a history of binge eating or feel restricted by by tracking calories then probably staying away from from tracking will be like better for you and there's definitely other options that you can do as well and we're, we'll talk about that in a, in a second um, another person that might want to stay away from tracking calories is if you're someone who can't um, who can't detach themselves from the number that they're seeing emotionally um, then tracking is not going to be the best course of action for you. And what I mean by that is if you went over your calories by like 20 calories or 50 calories or even say like you went over by 100, uh, no, not 100,000 calories, but like 1,000 calories, <laughs> I don't think that should negatively impact the actions that you're going to uh, be taking on the next day. You know, like I don't think you should punish yourself as a result of um, eating X amount of calories. So if you're someone that you feel like you get into that cycle of, oh, I'm gonna punish myself when I do really poor and then reward myself and, uh, when I'm doing well and you get into that secular um, routine where you're, you're constantly um, rewarding yourself or, or, or uh, berating yourself, maybe finding other ways to be in a calorie deficit other than tracking is gonna be helpful. The way that I kind of explain tracking calories is, um, you don't have to look at the speedometer in your car to know this, that you're going a certain speed. But if you're maybe new to driving or if you are constantly getting speeding tickets, then using that speedometer is a good way to kind of actually like objectively gauge how fast you're really going. And it's the same concept when it comes to, to tracking calories. So some tools that are gonna help you track calories is a food scale. That's gonna objectively tell you how much uh, you're, you're eating so that you can put in the numbers accurately. Um, and then I like to use a uh, fitness app or a, like, a calorie tracking app in order to kind of track my calories throughout the day. The two that I like using are MyFitnessPal and Mike's Macros. And again, you can take a calculation that you got from the internet about like uh, what your TDEE is, and you could set that in that app for that goal. Or you could just use what they are, uh, what they're suggesting for you. So some tips to help you in a calorie deficit, and this is gonna be tips that are gonna help you whether you are tracking or you're not tracking your calories. Um, one thing that I think is super awesome to do um, is going to be plan your meals ahead of time. So this doesn't necessarily mean that you're meal prepping and that you're, uh, you're cooking all your foods for the week um, ahead of time. It's just having an idea of what you're gonna eat the day before or things that you're going to eat throughout the, the week. Having a plan, if you're someone who's tracking your calories, all you have to do to track your calories there is just stick to that plan. And all you will have to uh, actually track is just any food that you eat that deviates from that plan. Um, it'll allow you to have some freedom because if you know you're gonna be eating out with friends on Friday, you can maybe adjust your, your, uh, your meals for the day um, earlier that day, you know, like to get, make sure that you're still staying within range of your, the, the goal that you have. I also think it's really important, uh, and this kind of like plays off of that, is uh, make sure that you have space for foods that you enjoy. 
Um, if you say love ice cream and having ice cream is going to help you stay consistent with your calorie deficit, maybe putting aside some calories so that you can have ca uh, the ice cream at the end of the night is going to be beneficial for you. It's not necessarily that the ice cream is going to be like healthy for you, but because it helps with the sustainability and consistency, I would definitely think that that's going to be um, something good to incorporate over the long term, right? It's going to make it a lot uh, easier um, to uh, adhere to this calorie deficit. Some other things that can help you with being in a calorie deficit. So if you're if you're not tracking the number of calories you're eating, I still think that it's it's good to have some kind of food log um, of the foods that you're eating. And if you're not gonna track the calories, I and maybe even if you are tracking calories, track your hunger and your satiety as well. So track how hungry you actually are before you eat the meal and how full you feel after, right? So there are tons of ways that you're going to see progress throughout your fitness journey. And one of the, the, the ones that I love pointing out to my clients or love hearing from my clients is that, hey, um, I am able to tell when I'm like hungry or not. Like um, I'm better able, like I'm better attuned to my like hunger cues as well as I'm better at actually listening to my body tell me that I am full. If you are eating all the time but you're not actually hungry all the time that's going to lead to um, additional calories that you're not really like looking for right it's going to take you away from your goal and same thing goes for if you are eating past the point of being full so i think that tracking hunger and satiety is a great way to go uh to kind of like build those those um those cue muscles i guess you could call them and I'm actually gonna rant about something that kind of pertains to that, is a little bit away from calorie deficit. But one thing that I see some parents do with their kids that I can't stand is when they their kid tells them, hey, I'm full, and the parent tells them to continue eating anyway. That bothers me a lot. Like, I, I know there's like exceptions. Like, if your kid's saying I'm full, so that they have like dessert afterwards or whatever, like, yeah, of course, don't just like listen to them because they're, they, they're saying they're full. But if they're genuinely like, I can't finish this food, like, and you're telling them to eat it anyway, you are reinforcing that uh, inability to hear their, their hunger cues. And that can lead to problems in the future. So if you want to take it a step further from tracking your hunger and your satiety, you can also track your mood um, before you're, you're eating, right? So this kind of goes back to the episode that we talked about building habits and like some ways to identify your habit routine. Um, if you see that you are in a certain state of mind um, before you're eating or making certain um, meal decisions, that could be you trying to... Um, to uh, I guess cure some of these cravings that you're having um, with rewards that don't necessarily match up to those cravings, right? So say that you are sad and every time you're sad you decide to order pizza, maybe you're trying to cure that sadness through food, whereas you could find a healthier way to, um, to a healthier outlet to kind of like um, work on some of that sadness. Uh, or just better, like healthier outlets in general to kind of combat those those emotions that you're feeling, opposed to uh, just trying to like eat away your problems. All right, so 
Um, there are some things that you can expect while you're in a calorie deficit. So even if you're taking all the uh, advice that I'm giving you today, there are still going to be some things that you can uh, kind of look and expect to come with being in a calorie deficit. One of those things is you are going to be a little bit hungry. Um, that's just the nature of the beast. That's your body's way of telling you, hey, we're doing something different and I prefer that we didn't because that's kind of messing up the equilibrium we got going on here. So that's gonna be one of the ways that's gonna to try to prevent you from eating less calories and like, um, and uh, not destabilizing, but like uh, breaking the balance kind of thing. Your body really wants to maintain that balance. Um, so some ways that you can combat hunger is prioritizing uh, protein because protein is going to be the most satiating of the three macronutrients. Um, having um, a good amount of fiber is going to also help with that, uh, that hunger. And you also want to prioritize uh, high volume foods um, with low calories, right? So that's going to be like fruits, vegetables. Uh, you could think of 100 calories worth of Skittles is probably going to be about like a handful. Maybe not my hand because I've got enormous hands. Um, but uh, 100 calories worth of watermelon is like a pound of watermelon. So that pound of watermelon is going to be keeping you a lot uh, fuller than like 100 calories worth of Skittles. Another thing that you can like expect while you're in a calorie deficit is you're probably going to be tired. Um, and this is another way of your body trying to make sure that it keeps equilibrium. Um, so if it's taking in less calories, it's going to want you to burn less calories as a result, right? It's um, some ways to like help with this is again, prioritize nutrients dense, uh, nutrient dense food. So fruits, vegetables, uh, things that are, are, are giving you the vitamins and minerals that you need. And um, I think something to take into account when you are feeling tired and sluggish like this, um, say if you're someone who works with clients, like if you're a personal trainer and they're in a calorie deficit or maybe you program uh, your, your workouts yourself is probably don't program exactly like how you would in like a maintenance or a bulking phase because you are going to have like less energy you're going to fatigue faster so maybe cutting down on the intensity of the workouts would be something that would be beneficial during this time um, or maybe even like the frequency of your workouts like you cut down just a little bit um, just because it's going to be a lot easier to adhere to again we want to be working with ourselves not against ourselves so when you are coming out of a calorie deficit, um, I don't think that this, is, well, this has actually been talked about like a, like a lot more than when I first got into uh, the industry, um, but you want a exit strategy as well as a strategy to be in the calorie deficit, right? So as you are in the calorie deficit for longer, your body is going to get more efficient at being able to use less calories to do certain tasks. And we talked about some of the ways that it does this. Like one, it's gonna be um, help, it's gonna like try to keep you tired. It's gonna try to keep you from expending as much energy throughout the day so that it doesn't have to use as, many, uh, as much energy. Um, it's also gonna get better at doing tasks that it, you're asking it to do on less calories. So what will happen as a result of this is say your maintenance level was 2000 calories a day um, at the initial point when you started your calorie deficit over time that uh, tdee is going to go down so maybe you start at 2000 and now at the end of your your your, um, your deficit your tdee is around like 1700 right if you return to eating your maintenance calories of 2000 like you were eating before the 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 weight loss 
you're now actually going to be in a calorie deficit and you could see uh, yourself gain some of that weight back as a result. So how do you combat that? Instead of just adding back all your calories all at once, you're going to want to add your calories back um, a, a, like incrementally. So <clears throat> a, a couple more calories like uh, each week until you build back up to that maintenance level and you're not gaining any weight, right? So there's a couple ways that you can do this. Um, I'm personally a fan of just increasing portion sizes because I kind of like to eat similarly whether I'm cutting or bulking or maintaining. It's just how much I'm eating of each food is going to be what varies, right? So one week you could have a little bit bigger breakfast than you typically do or uh, and then the next week have a bigger lunch um, and then on the third week tax on like a bigger dinner or you could just add on small snacks throughout the day like um, uh, that add up to the amount of calories that you're trying to add back for that week. So that pretty much does it for today's episode. Hopefully that shed some light on a calorie deficit, gave you some good tips on how to be in a calorie deficit, what it is, um, what to expect, that kind of thing. Um, thank you again so much for taking time out of your day to listen. If you have any more questions on calorie deficits or anything regarding fitness, you can DM me personally on Instagram at MadTitansFit. Um, and again, for more content on how to live a happy and healthy life, join my email list. I think we're going to be doing a giveaway pretty soon. And if you want to be the, one of the first people to hear about that giveaway, um, you definitely want to join that email list. The link is going to be in the bio. Um, I'm probably going to be giving away a free month of training uh, through my online uh, training app. Um, yeah, so for more details, again, join that, uh, that email list and I'll get, get that right to you. Um, last thing I want to say is thank you again so much for uh, helping me grow this community. It means a lot to me to be part of you guys' uh, fitness journey. And if you want to help uh, to continue to grow this community, please uh, like and share that. I don't know if you can like podcasts. I really don't know how these platforms work. But definitely share it with a friend, a family member. Maybe even share it with someone you don't like and just play some like mental psychology games. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but share it to your Instagram. If you share it on your story, make sure to tag me. I would love to see that um, and give you a kiss on the forehead. <laughs> so that is it for today's episode. Again, I am Dominic Taylor and I will see you next week.